everybody, and welcome back to Send News, the inside gaming podcast where we talk all about video games. We have a lot of news to talk about this week. It's been newsy. We're going to talk about it. But first, let's introduce ourselves. I'm Brian Gar, your host. I'm Alana. Kaden doesn't know how things work around here. I go last, Kaden. No, name. you don't go last. You clap third. All right, yeah. fine. I'm Kaden. <laughs> and I'm Evan Campbell at Darth Burrito, ready to talk about Steve from Minecraft because apparently he's still a thing. Oh my God. Yeah, that was, that just happened. That was, uh, maybe we should kick it off by talking about that. Minecraft comes to Smash Brothers. It's Let's been, do um, it. It's been a meme forever. <laughs> Now it's really happened. Uh, Sakurai did not seem pleased to be putting yeah. it in the game. Um, I loved it. Uh, it's like I, I said on Twitter, disgruntled Sakurai is the best Sakurai. <laughs> like, he was salty as hell. It looked like he had a gun to his head during the whole presentation. Just off camera, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like the title just of the grumbling is... about having to like redo the all the other stages so you could put blocks in them. Now it was great. True. Yeah, the the title is literally Mr. Sakura presents question mark question mark question mark, which I love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very good stuff. I, I um, guess looking at the move sets and stuff, I mean, it seems the, the blocks do create an interesting thing that hasn't been really in a Smash game before. You usually when you talk about walling in Smash, it's about throwing out moves so you can keep. Uh, other players from doing certain things or approaching you in certain ways but actually building blocks and walls and stuff i can only imagine it's going to get a little bit hectic and depending on how fast you can actually do those like how viable viable will it be i don't know but it certainly will be fun i guess i'm just curious because steve it just seems like five years too late like he's from minecraft story mode right it's no, Steve no, is no. Steve is from normal OG Minecraft. Uh, oh. Steve, Alex, Zombie, and Enderman. Those are the four like yeah. character variations. I'm really weirded out that they chose Zombie. I know Creepers don't have arms, but also missed opportunity. Well, maybe the zombie is so iconic. Though. Yeah, well, it is. But I mean, is so is the Creeper. Yeah. yeah. Then they only yeah. have to do one. It's just a different yeah. skin. So they don't yeah. have to worry about like the, you know, the full legs and all that stuff. Um, just, but I would, so I would have preferred to have seen a creeper, I think. Well, also the implication being that the creeper explodes. So maybe that's there is the TNT move though. Probably so, also, I mean, true. Yeah. also true. Yeah. Well, I guess also take my, bullet. take my gamer card. Cause I didn't realize that Steve was like OG Minecraft. I thought that yeah. was like a new That's the name of the, 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 the original skin. skin. Yeah. Okay. Cause yeah, because in you know in Smash we have Duck Hunt. It's not he's not called like Fido or whatever. They, you know, they <laughs> Duck and just, Dog. So they could have went that way with Minecraft too. They could have just called the character. Could have just called it Minecraft. I think enough people probably know that it's Steve. That yeah, it made more sense to do that. Like definitely that core Minecraft community of millions of people. Yeah, knows it's still it's one Steve. of the most played games on the planet. So you right. know, I I do understand. Like it seems a, like how could this be such a late addition? But also. Nintendo and Microsoft just started playing a little bit more nice-nice within the last couple of years. So yeah. they got Banjo, which was very high profile. And I guarantee you, Sakurai was just like, we want Banjo. And then, my, and then you know, Microsoft's just like, and Steve? And Sakurai's just like, <laughs> no, no, no. Just just, just Duck Hunt. Uh, just, uh, just Banjo and Kazooie. And then, you know, oh, gosh, uh, I don't know. I, Sakurai seemed very uh, just displeased. I think is the best way to put it. Uh, yeah, I he could you could definitely tell uh, maybe he feels a little undervalued talking about how the executives just come to him and like, hey, surely you can put in the character from Minecraft, right? That'll be easy. And then he says, as if they think this happens by magic. Like, <laughs> yeah. There was some serious salt, but for, from a business perspective, it totally makes sense. I mean, Minecraft. Uh, yeah. Certainly one of, if not the most important game of the last 10 years. So, you know, yeah. it, it, it's one of those things I feel like if you get permission to do it, you do it. Yeah, I'm surprised it a... didn't happen sooner, honestly, because right. the, when the Switch uh, Minecraft version came, I feel I felt like it would have been an opportune time. There's been characters, you know, between now and then, I think. Well, especially you two. get achievements on it. You get Xbox yeah. account achievements if you play the Minecraft version. Windows 10 version on Switch, and which is so happened? annoying. Yeah, As a person so who plays funny. Minecraft, there are so many different Minecrafts that I have that I have to log into that I'm like, which one are you people playing on at this point in time? It's, yeah. it's, it annoys the shit out of me. But I was going to ask you guys, like, um, A, I agree, Evan. It's, like, surprising it didn't happen sooner. But I guess, I don't know, Nintendo probably didn't have a push for it after just adding Banjo. But uh, do you guys have any, like, characters you'd love to see in Smash? Because mine was Banjo. Gosh. 
Uh, my, I mean, Erdrick from Dragon Quest, they added, you know, so I, I'm happy. Um, I, I thought uh, Travis Touchdown from uh, No More Heroes, a little bit more, well, way more obscure than Minecraft, but I was kind of hoping for him. Yeah, uh, yeah. I feel like feel like everybody was just like low key fingers crossed for Dante from Devil May Cry just because he's such an icon and there's I don't know there's not a lot of maybe it's because there's you know it's like I don't know Capcom feels like they should be in this a little bit more than they than they are well so my pick would be Ryu oh no my pick would be <laughs> My pick would be a Matarasu from Okami, but I guess the same issue therein lies with Dante is they're both in Marvel vs. Capcom, and I wonder if it's an issue of not wanting them to be uh, in yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, some it's Resident Dante's Evil representation. I mean, obviously Mega yeah. Man was already in there. Jill Valentine would have, like, sold it for me. I love Jill, so seeing her in there would have been great. But again, Marvel vs. Capcom. Yeah. There's yeah. also been a lot of calls for, like, either Master Chief or Doom Guy. Gino is a big one. Would in totally the, be fine. In the uh, FTC. Be funny. Yeah. My my pinnacle, my tippy top, to uh, be from Nier Automata. That would be my absolute pick. Yep. I would love to would see her cool. added. I mean, yeah. Shovel Knight got that amiibo, and I've just been wait like I've just been waiting. Like I want Shovel Knight to be in Smash because it would be. Fun. He's already got. I mean, maybe the move set is too similar to Link or something with the the shovel being. This the, has never stopped them from doing Echo Fighters or anything like that. Right, <laughs> right. But they um, do yes. want to. But Sakurai does want to like make characters like unique and interesting, which is why he like compiled things into Echo Fighters rather than like, hey, here's another character that does the exact same thing. Yay! I mean, we're get, we would be getting into some a lot of rights issues, but like maybe Miles Morales, you know, would be cool. That'd be or, wild. Uh, or like a Nathan Drake from Uncharted. I don't. I don't know. I don't Sora see any King Sony Hearts. characters making nope, the jump. Me either. But it would be <laughs> <But> cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did anyone I mean, PlayStation play All-Stars PlayStation All-Stars? Yeah, didn't yeah, do yeah, that. I did. Too play hot. it. Not bad. It was, it was okay. yeah, their version of Smash. It wasn't it was no no Smash. It was, it was different. It was different. It had a lot of different things to it. They were yeah. very fun, but it just didn't have that that staying power, that that community behind it and it just kind of fell through. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, people liked it, and but for me, it was the type of thing where they took the mechanics that I think make Smash fun, which is basically like King of the Hill. It's like get the other person off the ledge by any right. means, and the percentages just helps you to do that. Where the percentages in PlayStation All Stars kind of worked the opposite way, if I remember correctly. And it was like a weird feeling to kind of get used to after playing so much Smash. But it was cool yeah, that true. they had their own spin, and and I think the legacy of characters on on PlayStation is are on Sony platforms is like really good and cool. And now people are saying like, oh yeah, Microsoft should make a brawler, and I just wonder what that looks like. I mean, especially point. now that yeah. they could do it with Doom Guy, right? And you yeah. could have yeah. Dragonborn. Like you definitely could do one uh, with pretty much all of them at this point. Oh it's yeah, a, I, I like cart races too, though. I'm like, give me cart yeah, races. Yeah, me too. Me I would love a cart racer. Give me like an actual like oh, come on. with all come these on. Some is good. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the PlayStation the PlayStation All Stars lineup was sort of crazy. There was Big Daddy from Bioshock. There was Cole that one was so Infamous, weird for me. Dante that from Devil weird. May Cry. I mean, like Jack and Daxter, Kratos, Nathan Drake, Parappa, Ratchet and Parappa Clank. was in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sly Cooper, Zeus from God of War. So anyway, but it, it was it, not a not a bad lineup of uh, of characters. <laughs> no, that's like a good lineup. Fat Princess was in there. Yeah, like, I remember yeah, Fat totally. Princess. Oh, that and game was so Boy, fun. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, Sony's Sony's got some. Uh, you know, over the years they they've amassed quite a lineup. Yeah, I just feel bad for Sakurai every time one of these characters gets announced because there's no winning. <laughs> No, no. It's always somebody's not getting their character. And did you see that that, like a Twitter broke the moment that Steve from Minecraft was announced instantaneously just broken? People excited, people mad. I just yep. I can't imagine the emotional roller coaster that he goes through every time he has to do one of these. And I think that goes into that that ending sequence, or you know, with the, where he's talking about the addition of Steve and all that, because he just knows it's coming. Like, he, yeah, I, what does he do? Does he? I mean, it's not like he gets to take a month vacation to let all the fallout kind of. You I think know, he people, probably just doesn't pay attention. Yeah. I don't think so either. Yeah, I would I hope think so. He just, yeah. I don't think he's refreshing his Twitter content. We love you, Sakurai. <laughs> All right. <laughs> on, on behalf of everybody here, we love you, Sakurai. Please right. take yeah. a break. No, he's awesome. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and legendary for not taking breaks. Either. Yeah. Legendary for bringing an IV into the office. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you're you're absolutely amazing. Please take a break. We talk about you. yeah. We talk about crunch. They're on. A, uh, they're probably on a whole nother level over there when it comes. Oh. Soccer eyes is like it has like reached a higher plane of existence at this yeah, point. <laughs> exactly. I'd love and to see him make another Kid Icarus or something. I don't know. Let him. Oh cool. gosh, take a that break. game was so good. I if loved Uprising. Fix- yeah, if they just fix that control scheme. I, I love the yep. game and beat it, but oh, those controls. But yeah. speaking of crunch, let's move on and talk about uh, another huge story this week. Cyberpunk 2077, Bloomberg and Jason Schreier, our old buddy, came out with a story. Basically, uh, he got a hold of an email that the studio head over at CD Projekt Red sent out to the staff saying, yeah, we're in the home stretch. We're in overdrive now. In addition to your normal work, you gotta you gotta work one day over the weekend, and you know you could tell they they anticipated some blowback, and and they've kind of said, look, we you know it's kind of like we don't know we don't want to do this, but we we've already sent the game over to certification for PlayStation and Xbox, and we gotta you, you know we gotta polish it. We gotta fix bugs and uh, and glitches. So what what did you guys think? I mean, this is something that they had promised as recently as last year they weren't gonna do, but here we are. Alana, Not you're shocking. in the game. What's going on over there? <laughs> yeah, just kidding. I know it's. Oh like, yeah, it doesn't matter yeah. to me at all. You know, they paid me as a voice actor. I can say whatever the fuck I want about the game. I've always been honest about it. Um, yeah. <laughs> It doesn't, I'm not, it's fine. I'm good. I could say literally whatever I want. Uh, I, I did want to say first and foremost, uh, I could be wrong, but I believe this was actually written by Luke Plunkett, not by Schreier. No, uh, the, uh, the, Bloomberg, the, the original, uh, Schreier wrote the Bloomberg story that it's yeah. based off of. Sorry. Yes. Okay. I'm thinking of Kotaku because my brain has not made the connection that he went to a different. Yeah. yeah. I know. I know. Not Bloomberg yeah. anymore. Yeah. I just saw the Kotaku author. Got it. Yeah. Um, look, crunch bad. <laughs> yeah, crunch very bad. Crunch bad. Uh, it's definitely, you know, an awful circumstance to be under. It absolutely sucks for those devs. Like, I don't support crunch in any way whatsoever. And I think especially mandatory crunch should frankly be illegal. And crunch yeah. across the board is an indication of yeah. poor production. It, yeah, is, it is bad production, management, management from your yeah. producers. They should... Yeah. You should never have to have crunch. And it, it doesn't have to be a reality of the AAA games industry. That is a fact. It's an excuse they use. But it factually does not have to be right. a thing if right. you plan from the very beginning to not have to do that in the end. Or, or you delay also, it, which they yeah. have not been shy to do. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I also know that like a thing, you know, just from knowing people at CDPL or even my experience working with them, um, I very much get the impression that that studio more than almost any other studio that I've ever even like visited or whatever, just really cares about their thing being perfect and yeah. they genuinely yeah. are mortified when they offend people which they have also done or when they fuck up and they're just like oh no we just want this to be the best thing it possibly can be right. and and so i feel like that's part of the culture is that they look at themselves as like the way that some of the community does frankly is like god tier game studio who don't want to make any mistakes right. um and and i think that's probably a pervasive culture that, that feeds back into all of this I mean, just in general, in the like, I mean, layman's terms or whatever, as somebody who's like slightly creative and uses every ounce of time I can to finish my creative endeavors, like, I get how that happens when you put a bunch of those type of people together in a room to make a thing, and not to mention like two or three hundred people on a major game like this. But, uh, but yeah, it, it certainly sucks uh, to hear about crunch and and yeah, like you said, Brian, I think the the idea that you. you the option is just to delay the game, right? But nobody wants to do that because more than ever, the everybody wants this game to come out, especially the people are making on it, making it because they're probably sick of working on it to some extent, or you know, exhausted emotionally and physically. And I think you can, you know, you can only delay a game so many times. And at this point, too, we've seen so much of it. I think even people are just like, come on already, like let's get this it's, game out. Because- it's also a unique time too. It's like yeah. the holiday season. It's right when a new generation of consoles is coming out. I mean, I think they clearly. To me, it seems very clear, like, no, we're not going to delay it. We're going to get this out. But the game, from everything that I've seen, it seems so big, so massive, and so complex that I, I feel like if they wanted to, they could spend another year squashing they bugs if they wanted. It's like, it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, how, how much do you want to do? So it's like they're the being a little though. bit of a perfectionist here. Which, yeah, that's, that's it, definitely which you're right. part of the it's problem. Part of their, it's part of their charm, and it's part of their great reputation that they absolutely deserve, but yeah, it's just oh, when you have to crunch people, that's that's when I, I have to say no. It's it's where it's where things get to be a little bit too complicated, and 
props to CD Projekt Red for actually like taking a lot of feedback from from initial responses to certain things that they were in the game. And they're just like, oh, no, we didn't want that to happen. That was a mistake on our end. Let's go back and fix this. And things that they've actually done their due diligence to fix. And I very much appreciate that. At the same time, this felt almost inevitable with how much they were trying to change this and fix that and, and add this and make sure everything, you know, they were still tweaking things to right. to feel for, for combat to feel better and for driving to feel better up. You know, it's like we reported on what, a couple of weeks ago, a couple, maybe a month, month or two ago. But this is a game that is about to launch. We are now in October. This game comes out next month. A month and a half away, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, it is an inevitability that with that much stuff that they were trying to do, uh, I, I'm not going to necessarily call it feature creep because they realized, uh, you know, at the tail end of development that they needed to change a lot of different things. They so stuff back. Yeah. They've, well. they've definitely, they've definitely swapped things around. So I, I wouldn't necessarily call this feature creep. I know a lot of people would probably think of it that way. It isn't. I don't think so. But it's it's just a lot of changes that needed to be made in a lot of small different ways, and I just felt this coming. Yeah, I, I felt right. this coming. This was going to happen. They kept pushing it. It's like they can only push it so far, and if they need more time, they're gonna do the whole crunch thing. Everyone does. And it sucks. Though. I mean, yeah. every, Naughty Dog did it. Rockstar. I mean, th this is not just them. And and you know, uh, the, I, the I, difference I, here, I think, is CD Projekt Red doesn't seem proud of this. Meanwhile, Rockstar is just like, yeah, no, whatever. <laughs> so no, yeah. So to read uh, what the studio had Adam said in an email because it goes directly against them yeah. promising they wouldn't have crunch. He said, "I take it upon myself to receive the full backlash for the decision. I know this is in direct opposition to what we've said about crunch. It's also in direct opposition to what I personally grew to believe a while back that crunch should never be the answer. But we've extended all other possible means of navigating the situation, which I respect." Um, for sure, and and I, I do have a lot of respect for the studio, but at the same time, if Rooster Teeth were to tell me that I had mandatory... Okay, I kind of have had six-day work with Rooster Teeth. <laughs> but if it were, like, mandatory on an ongoing basis for the next month and a half, I'd be like, what? Yeah. When do I get that time right. back? Do I get right. overtime? Right. What are you talking yeah. about? Like, even RTX, you know, we work RTX that goes over weekends often. It's really long days. You have to go to parties. That stuff's mandatory. You don't get E3. days off to make up for that. Yep. Mm -hmm. E3 is the same thing. Like, that, and even those instances can be exhausting. And you're like, okay, but I just, I had to get drunk for content, and I can't have the next day off. What <laughs> you're right, mean? though. Imagine about, doing yeah. this for a month and a half. Yeah. Well, and and, and uh, at least uh, I think Schreier cited one employee that said some people have been doing it for over a year. Yeah. So so it's that. not. Yeah. <laughs> so it it just sucks. And I, I wish we could. And I know business doesn't work this way, but I wish we could move to a format where it's like the studios get the game done. Uh, say, look, here it is. This is the completed version. Now announce a launch date. You know. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it has yeah. gone gold. Like it's 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 already uh, submitted for. I forget what the processing term is for consoles at this exact certification. moment. Yeah, certification. Certification. Yes, thank you. Mm -hmm. So it has been 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 sent for certification, but now they're just jamming on getting, like you kind of said, getting all those bugs. And this is an open world game, right? Like it's gonna have it's gonna have Bethesda jank. Like right. Witcher was not per Witcher three was not perfect out of the no. game. It, yeah, it, it had <laughs> issues. So, I, I think I, regardless of how much they crunch, we're looking at that again. You know, we're gonna have stuff like that. It is a video. This video game is mortal. And I remember the first time they showed it, it just seemed so impressive and, and so impossible. And then the second time they showed it, it was like, oh yeah, this is this is a video game. This is you know gonna be susceptible to all the same other issues yep. and problems that video games yeah, face. Yeah, you want to get to release it once. You want it to be the best that you can. And here's a really complicated thing about crunch that I know to be true of myself as well as some devs, including people at Naughty Dog that I've spoken to. Some people like it. Yeah. <laughs> and that creates a very uncomfortable work environment because then it puts pressure on other people who maybe yes. aren't as capable yes, and exactly. can't work that hard. Yep. But I certainly, while I was at IGN, was often working, you know, till the office, sometimes until 1 a.m. And if someone told me to go home, I would be like, but I can't not because I felt like my boss would pressure me, but because I, I felt 
this constant need to work impossibly hard and produce constantly that, yeah. that was very much on me that I wanted to crunch. Right. Right. And that was certainly right. a thing at IGN in November when all the big releases came out that I was like, I feel like I need to, I can't imagine mm-hmm. what the wikis team went through in that period of time. Of course, nobody cares when it's media, <laughs> but they're just like, fuck you, you have right. video games for a living. But it was like, we definitely right. had crunch at IGN and that was certainly a thing. But same token, uh, the person who was my manager for the most time, Sam Claiborne, is the best manager that I've ever had and did not support it. I was doing it and I didn't want to stop doing it. And that's it, that's also a really complicated thing. Again, the people that I've spoken to at Naughty Dog, certainly not giving any names away, but when the articles came out, they almost felt attacked because they were like, we're proud right, of what we're right, doing and we right. were really dedicated and we love it. We feel like the community is shitting on all of our hard work for talking about crunch for the group of us who want to work really hard, which, yes, is bad. Like, we should be encouraging people not to, but I think that's a layer of it that people don't discuss is the people who want to crunch. Yes. What do you mean yes. about and those people? I, I also it's think a mentality, like, though. Uh, well, it's also a lifestyle question. If yeah. you're single with no kids or whatever, then yes, you can crunch, you know, and, and you know, if you're 21 or whatever, you, you might be in a different life situation than somebody who's, you know, 10 years, 20 years older with a family. Like, it's just different. And, and yeah, I don't, I don't begrudge people for wanting to work hard and put in the, you know, the extra, the extra work on it. I do think the problem is then you kind of set the the tone for the whole office. And then it's like, oh, well then why isn't mm-hmm. this person also doing mm-hmm. that? Not, not criticizing anybody for wanting to work, work more because that's you fine. You put pressure on other people. Exactly. Yeah. There's also another layer to this. And that's, this is like kind of an industry thing in general is like, if you are somebody who is not seen as, you know, you know, of uh, uh, the the statistical average, you have this, you know, you know, often urge or kind of this eye on you to perform and overperform. So that leads you to into that crunch mentality of just like, if I don't overperform to my peers, I will see, be seen as lesser because I am X. And that leads into that whole like, you know, it's not healthy. It's not good. But that's also like, the corporate structure of it all. It, it really shouldn't necessarily come down to the employees having to, you know, manage this stuff themselves. It should be on, you know, it's like it definitely should be leaning towards the company's responsibilities to being just like, hey, you do not need to do this. And we actively encourage you not to do this because it's harmful to you and it ends up being harmful to the, uh, to the project in general. But it's also just they but that's not how it works because the corporation is just like, well, if you work really hard and you're just doing it yourself to, you know, prove a point or because you can. Well, we don't really need to do anything else to, you know, mitigate that. That's just your choice. And we're just going to let you do that. And we're going to benefit from that and not really pass on those Capitalism benefits to doesn't you. Want you to stop working hard. For Bam. Something. Right there. <laughs> never. Yeah. No, that's but, but you're right. There is, yeah. That's why my stance is. Crunch is never mandatory. It means that things have gone wrong somewhere. And in some cases, the gone wrong can be that management is not strict enough about making people go home. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Which, you know, again, if my manager at IGN had told me I want to go home, I'd fight them. I would have been like, no, or I'll just keep working from home. But that was definitely a thing that is hard to negate when certain people have have those. um, It is drilled into you. It really is. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I think part of that, like, if you want to, like, get into it on a, on a personal level, which, like, is why it's hard for corporations to do, is, like, A, I was a woman, and thus the community was constantly telling me that I didn't have to do anything to get my job, despite right, the fact right. that I had a degree and had written for 40 more outlets than my, the dude who got hired because he spoke to someone about a video game at a coffee shop. True story. <laughs> dude worked at IGN just because he met a writer at a co- while he was working at a coffee shop, and he was like, you like video games? We're looking for writers. He got hired. I have a fucking degree. I've worked for, I think it was 38 outlets, two radio stations, three international television programs, and the community's like, Lana's unexperienced. Fuck you. Yeah. Yo, it's, big it's, same, anyway, Lana. Big same. Means that you have to work extra hard, or, or you're probably, I don't even know if I was actually doing this, but you're probably like predispositioned to think that you have to work extra hard. To prove you yourself. Yep. Yeah. Constantly mm-hmm. told you don't deserve your position. Right. Which, 100%. Not many people internally at IGN did that to me. I could name two people. But generally speaking, <laughs> IGN itself was like very supportive of me and never had that attitude towards me. The second one, I think, is because I have a chronic illness. Sometimes I can't work. And thus, when I can work, I try extra hard to overwork to make up for the time when I can't. Which is like this, like again, negative cycle that's very difficult for a corporation to argue you out of. Which is why the, the, the blanket answer of 
and I, I fully do respect it, uh, but the blanket answer of just don't crunch is very complicated. I don't think this is something that people want to do, and I'm certainly, like, am in principle against it, but I also recognize it isn't necessarily as simple as just unionize, don't work too hard. Yeah, it's ingrained into the corporate culture of it all, and, like, it's, like, trickled down to, like, people on a personal level. It's ingrained into people's DNA almost at this point because of one reason or another, and... Sometimes you just can't stop a person from doing it. And almost always you can't stop a, com a company or a corporation from doing it because the company and corporation, they really have not much to lose in any of those things. But the human element, however, there's a lot to lose. It's health, you know, it's it's mental stress, it's emotional stress, it's relationships, families. it's your entire life, you know, that that potentially goes wrong because of, you know, this corporate ideology of like the crunch culture of it all, even in in a person. And it may not be directly at you at this moment, but it it probably will be at least at one point in your life. And it doesn't yeah. matter if it's video games or movies or hell, working at McDonald's, you're going to be asked to crunch at some point in your life. And it's you need to fight that mentality as much I, as you I can. Do think, crunch too is a thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And the holidays. Yeah. Yep. I, I do think this, <laughs> and you're right, this 100% comes from management, though. They're yep. the ones who set the who set the culture, who set the tone. I mean, you hear like at Rockstar, nope, the, the manager likes people to be in the, the, the owners like people to be in their desk at, at work. So guess what? Everybody's at their desk at work all the time. And so. Yeah, that, it, that wasn't an issue at IGN either though. But like, yeah. it, it is like that across the board. And I do want to like be careful to say the difference between this and like my personal anecdotes is that CD Projekt Red is saying it's mandatory. Right. Yes. Um, right. I mean, they're not. Yeah. They're they're saying this is what we're different. doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's move on and talk about the Xbox Series X. Uh, some yes. media outlets, not all, but some, some, some <laughs> prized few. Some I will be getting few. mine today for Inside Lucky. Gaming. Uh, if it was just a day earlier, you could have given us some thoughts. It was supposed Ugh. to arrive at ten thirty, but uh, I wasn't uh, able to collect it, so I had to go. They do pick it like up. us. <laughs> <laughs> okay. To be clear, they sent it to me, and I'm they using do it for like Alana. For Inside right, Gaming. Right. <laughs> no, uh, I, I intend to make as much as I possibly can for Inside Hell Gaming yeah. specifically. Um, so we'll we'll see how much I can do. But did want to say, like, anyone has any requests in the comments, I will try to make as much content over the next two weeks with it as I possibly can. <laughs> The big takeaways that I was getting from uh, just reading everybody's first impressions, and and yeah, we should note there were there was only a certain you know there were like a handful of categories that they could talk about, kind of what mm -hmm. the console looked like, uh, how it performed on backwards compatible games. There I were can no read them like to you if you would like right go for they it. They are the available backwards compatible library and the performance of these titles on Xbox Series X. The faster load times enabled by Xbox Series X for this backwards compatibility backwards compatible library, and the new quick resume feature that lets you continue multiple games from a sp suspended state almost instantly. Yeah, and the um, it, what I really came away with was the the load times are insanely cut from the current generation. Uh, the Verge posted a whole list: Red Dead Redemption Two, a minute thirty five seconds on the Xbox One X. 52 seconds on the Series That's X. so wild. Uh, Outer Worlds, 27 seconds versus 6 seconds in the new one. Uh, wow. Sea of Thieves, a minute 21 seconds on the 1X, 20 seconds on the Series X. That's so, nuts. So, yeah, some, some of these are super drastic. So that and then also the quick resume. Uh, people, people were just really raving about that. Uh, just to be able to freeze... Uh, up to six games to suspend them and then kind of flip back and forth. Yeah, uh, I remember freaking cool. out when we had... The uh, I don't even remember what the feature is called, but the fact that the um, Xbox One X right now will put you back in a game immediately where you left off, even if you turn it off. Yeah. Like when that first was introduced, because I think Xbox did it before PlayStation did. And I was like, oh, my God, this is I don't have to load into this and like remember where I saved like that right. shit was blew my <laughs> right. mind. And the fact oh, that you yeah. can do multiple games now is super cool. Yeah. I think the 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 going joke is like, oh, like solid state drives, huh? Finally, consoles, just yeah. console gamers realize like how cool solid state drives are. And it's like, come on, like you're limited to, you're limited to whatever the previous generation had. And I so mean, now for these true, boxes though. to incorporate solid state drives, <laughs> yeah. and also the improvements they're doing for the infrastructure, obviously mm -hmm. is is being able to produce these crazy fast load times. So uh, it's exciting. 
Uh, it's really exciting, I guess. Like seeing Jeff Grubb making a video at like 4 a.m. and he's like, this is what we should have had when he's like, looks like <laughs> Doc Brown in Back to the Future with like, uh, you know, and just like turning on the Xbox and showing you how fast it loads up. Like those videos are super fun and I've been watching a lot of that. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's the next generation is here. <laughs> So yeah. <laughs> definitely is six seconds for the outer worlds. Oh my gosh. That's <laughs> so wild. Uh, I do want to point out no man's sky went from two minutes, 13 seconds to a minute and 27 seconds. That game has <laughs> the longest loading times of all time. I mean, it's but an entire universe. Kaden. That's right. You know, it is trillions true. Of planets. It's a, it's a trillion to play the biggest galaxy. You can play with your friends. I love give no man's sky, give but that's the, lo the load times just kill me every time. Yeah. You can't put a yeah, limit on the, the endless void of space, Caden. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it, it um, boy, the, the Series X, every time I think uh, Sony has kind of recaptured the, the everyone's imagination with the PS5, Microsoft will do something like buy Bethesda or let people get <laughs> yeah. their hands on the Series Casually. X first. Yeah, just... They, Quick, they have throw money of, at the problem. They have kind of masterfully manipulated the news cycle uh, mm. over the last several months. Well, so it's crazy. Like, thinking about this is crazy because I know that um, I made a video on my personal channel about how insane Game Pass is uh, on their first conference and how I felt like nobody was talking about it. Um, and I distinctly, when I made that video two months ago, when was that? Uh, it was the 24th of July that I published it. Because I was like, I just, this whole conference, they're saying that every single exclusive is coming to Game Pass day one and nobody's fucking talking about it, which was the case at the time. When I think about it now, everyone's talking about Game Pass. Yep. It yeah. actually, they actually have managed to, just in this two month period of time, yeah. make it so everyone knows what Game Pass is. Everyone wants it. I think everyone I know at this point, this uh, literally is just people I know personally, is subscribed to it. Like, it feels like they have done an amazing job of, of marketing the Series X, but mm -hmm. it, it's just especially noteworthy when you compare it to the one launch with the Matrix situation, how it was the TV console, how it was sports, right. how it was... It was such a disaster. That yeah. <laughs> in comparison, it's incredible, whereas I feel like Sony's um, launch is very similar, but I also feel like I'm more interested in their exclusives, and that's still yes. the case. Yes. Yep. Sony's, so, early exclusives. Sony's big mic drops are always sort of about a game, you know, about Miles Morales or, or the Demon Souls remakes. And Microsoft's mic drops are, we bought another studio. <laughs> like, it's, it's like infrastructure. We own drops. your child. They're, they're the Disney of video games at kind this of, point. It's like, yeah. we're going to buy everybody. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, mirroring that. that exact thing is, you know, it's like, we're just buying all the studios and everybody's just like, well, then Sony should buy. It's just like, or we can let these studios stay independent if they have the ability to do so. How about that? Instead of like forcing them under, you know, an even bigger banner of, you know, corporate infrastructure to like plow through to be able to make something and more T's and I's to dot and cross respectively. That's certainly true. But the impression that I get from the studios that I have spoken to, um, including both Ninja Theory and Double Find and Compulsion, the studio who made We Happy Few, I've spoken to them like quite explicitly about it, uh, have all said that Microsoft is still kind of letting them do whatever they want. Um, sure, you're absolutely right. It would be more, in theory, like effort than it was previously, but they still generally want to find a publisher to publish their games. So I think yeah, Hellblade originally published by Sony and then... I don't did a flip. I don't I think Hellblade it's... may have been an, a, a PlayStation exclusive and then came to Xbox and then obviously Hellblade 2 is coming to Xbox. Yeah. Uh, it... But I know Sony Worldwide Studios is the same, that they let their first party studios very much have creative control over what they make. So I'm just very glad that's happening where the film industry, when Disney buys everything out, all of their movies start looking the same. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it looks like it looks like a Ninja Theory actually published it itself. Maybe, yeah, independent AAA game. That's what that, how they described it. So it was uh, developed and published by them. Um, it was originally on PlayStation. It was I Windows think. and PlayStation back in uh, 2017. Then came to Xbox One 2018, and then Switch go. last year. There you go. Yeah. Good game. Very very good game. That game was ridiculously good. Probably one of the best of the generation. Oh, that's a hot take. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just, I, it was so different game. than anything else. It just, yeah, it sure. was, it was so refreshing to like jump into that. Play the game. If you haven't played the game, it's very unique compared to a lot of stuff. And it really does feel like independent AAA. I know it sounds buzzwordy, but it actually does 
feel like that, which is weird to like lean into the buzzwords of it all. But yeah, that's it really is what it says it is. It's a good case for the shorter games of that magnitude as well. True, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, I I don't know. It it, uh, I I feel like they're uh, they're sort of making the value proposition for the the one X or the series X rather in real time. It's just they keep just adding, you know, more (laughs) reasons from from a corporate merger perspective. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't I don't like, you know, I don't think it's ever good ultimately when these big mergers happen or these big acquisitions. But, you know, it's the, the acquisition of Bethesda was huge news and. Um, I, you know, getting back to the series X, I mean, boy, I, I wonder, I keep wondering if that's like swayed some people, uh, to, to pick one up. Yeah, very much. It very much could, could sway them, uh, in, in that way. But with how, you know, honestly, how platform agnostic Xbox has been lately, it's just like, you can pretty much bank on something more or less coming to the switch at some point, or at least PC or, I mean, there's the fact that you can play, you know, all with xCloud now, too. So there is this, like, you can kind of play anything we have on a lot of different stuff. That PlayStation so. gamers aren't going to go buy Xboxes. But they are, a lot of them, probably going to get Game Pass. Which yes. is all yes. Xbox, yep. I think, really yep. cares about. They're not yep. in the hardware business. Trying to anyway, get them in the so. ecosystem. That's all they yeah, want. Which I think will work. And it's it's a funny rhetoric to, like, watch fanboys arguing about because playstation's <laughs> like what's the point in even buying an xbox if i could just get game pass and you're like yes <laughs> xbox is like uh-huh <laughs> they're fine they are Correct. fine with that yes, yes. checkmate has, yes has, has, has there's no anybody... point in buying a console then yeah uh-huh uh, right. speaking, <laughs> you're onto them yeah. speaking speaking you, of you're X-Cloud. almost there sony you've almost got <laughs> it yeah Speaking of xCloud, I tried it out uh, this week just with a real cheap Android, like literally with a $70 Android tablet. I was stunned at how well it worked. Nice. Like just real, like I just plugged in a Bluetooth controller and yeah, it's, it's, it's stunning. I, um, yeah, I know we did a video on it, but, um, and you just got to assume it's going to get better and better. Yeah. I, I need to test it outside. It was like, you know, I, both times that I've made videos about that it was like we did one inside gaming stream where we were playing uh, Sea of Thieves together with uh, Omar and Connor and I and uh, those are still under very good circumstances what yeah. happens if I go outside the issue yes. is I can't go yes. outside That's right. <laughs> but I'm like yeah. if I were to do this outside how would it actually play because the only right. real selling point or the only purpose of xCloud on mobile right now is when I'm not at home because I'm not going to play like that when I can play on my TV or when I can play on my beautiful super ultra wide monitor. I'm just not going to do it. So <laughs> I need to know that it will work in the in the open world, which right now I don't know many people have tested because nobody's going outside. No, it works <laughs> on your home Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, quite well, that, just as everything else does. You can move from room to room, maybe. That's Indeed. how portable it is. Yes, yeah. I can do yeah. it on the toilet, um, which is all I've ever wanted. Right. That's right. <laughs> But I was um, why everybody a has a channel. switch, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right, let's move on. Uh, this is uh, also this week, the big Spider-Man face controversy. <laughs> uh, it's they, Puddlegate 2.0, everybody. But, let's well, go. No, <laughs> un, but unlike Puddlegate, this is real. This is an actual thing. <laughs> uh, so, they, yeah, they recast Peter Parker um, with a new actor. Uh, uh, Insomniac says this was to. They gave some excuse about how it's it's because of the bone structure of the new actor uh, to better line up with the uh, voice actor. Uh, but uh, it 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 is weird that the new rendering of Peter Parker looks almost identical to Tom Holland. It just looks like they cast the closest thing they could get to Tom Holland. I mean, it also does just kind of look like young Yuri Lowenthal, though. <laughs> So, I mean, Yuri that, Lowenthal. That's the voice actor, Kaden? Yeah, that's the yeah. voice yeah. actor. Sorry. <laughs> uh, it, I mean, Yuri Lowenthal, clean shaven, you know, you know, maybe 15 years ago. Looks pretty much just like this. I mean, it's just a little bit of a baby faced uh, Peter Parker. But I mean, it's it's I mean, pretty much every Peter Parker kind of looks like this. In general, <laughs> actually, I, am, I do think he actually sort of does look like like even Yuri Lowenthal now, aside yep. from his eyes being blue. Yep. It's, like, it's, he does sort of look like him. I, when I As saw much- the headline for this, I was like kind of dismissive of it. It's like, okay, here we go again. 
And then when we we when you put them side by side, I'm kind of like, oh wow, like they they change the character a lot. Like he's a completely different person. Yeah. So I can kind of understand why people would be upset. He looks young. He looks it's like a younger weird. version of Peter Parker. And he's significantly younger yeah. than the original. And canonically, he's supposed to be mentoring Miles as well, right? In both the Miles Morales expansion and obviously in the remaster, they, yes. they do interact there too. So I can understand why like people might feel like they got the, the rug pulled out from under them. But I don't know. This kind of thing happens in comics all the time. You get a new artist. They change the way the, the character's yeah, drawn or looks. That's true. That's that something we true. deal with. It's, we just haven't faced it in games a whole lot. And I'm curious as to why they didn't. I guess if they changed the voice actor I'd for argue, the remaster. That's what I'm curious about. I was like, so why? I'd, argue, I'd yeah. argue that we have seen it a lot in games, but usually it's basically because of another developer gets, you know, the, the licensing to everything. So that they'll take it and they'll use a different version of the character and they'll make their own twist and turn on it. And maybe, you know, rather than focusing on, you know, something that's very realistic they'll go with like something that's more tunish or something like that we've had a lot of different versions of spider-man over the course of video games for a very long time this is just like oh look we made peter parker look different but the, but like the game in the same universe maybe it's not the same like you that's think of why God of war it's, it's weird, kratos looks better each version of the game but it's still the same bo and you know there there's a legacy to that character so i guess yeah. like to lose that legacy does feel a little bit weird I guess. I don't know. Uh, I think it's I think it's making a mountain out of a molehill. It it looks like it looks like young Yuri Lowenthal is really what it looks like to me. Somewhere in between. Uh, it I, I get that it's it's weird and that something about being able to change the face of a character, especially like from the person he was originally modeled off of, which is uh, John Bubenek, <laughs> Niak, Bubniak. Look at y'all flexing your <laughs> bio Bubniak, knowledge yeah. out here. Uh, is brutal, and I mean, you know, it always makes me think of the snake thing with Keepa Sutherland. It was just Gosh, like I was going to bring that up. I yeah. like that. Yeah, um, yeah I was going to say I have to dismiss myself from this conversation because I dislike the Kiefer Sutherland version of Snake so right. much, and I, re I mean, I haven't been vocal about it. I'm not like mad enough to be like I'm not going to buy this game or whatever because it's it's like this. But yeah, I prefer David Hayter. Like, I don't know who who doesn't. Uh, sure. But you know, I still bought the game. I still played it. I still enjoyed. Uh, you know, Phantom Pain, it was still great. Yeah, and I'm but... not going to not get Spider-Man because yeah. of this change, despite right. thinking it is a little right. bit weird. But yeah, so Yuri Lowenthal himself tweeted saying, guys, it's my face's fault. The stupid, stupid bones in my face. Blame my bones. That's literally what a tweet says. <laughs> what a... Um, really? I so never... much pressure for Insomniac to put on the voice actor to give that kind of excuse yeah. about the bones. Yo, that's really yeah. usual, all right? <laughs> it's yeah. entirely usual. That's super typical uh, for, for a lot of it to just be like, hey, uh, we need you to help us with this. But it's just like, you know, it's it it's very real in it for something to have like flip and recasting and stuff like that. That happens a lot. It happens consistently for one reason or another. This is just another one of those many reasons. And maybe because of the, the hardware upgrade to the, the PS5, they realized what they could have done. And that is what they, they said. Yeah, there you go. So I think they said just... we recast as we needed a better match to Yuri Lowenthal's facial yep. capture to bring yep. you next gen performances. I mean, they go. I mean, I, I was never. This is just me, and I, I do get why people, I guess, are a little annoyed by this. I never thought the original Spider-Man <laughs> model, the the original Peter Parker model, was that great. He same. just seemed like a generic white dude who needed a haircut. Hard saying. Hard like same, yeah. he, yeah, like it wasn't that. It wasn't <laughs> that memorable. It wasn't like they recast Joel from The Last of Us or like Nathan <laughs> yeah. Drake or something. He just seemed like. I, yeah, I, I and and these characters in the movies are played by a revolving cast of actors. I, I don't know the age thing. I guess I get, but I honestly, part of this just seems like people are trying to complain just to have something to complain about. Well, I think it's jarring when you get attached to the way a certain character looks, and you you know you yeah. have a soft spot for them, and then they change. I don't want to like dismiss that. In that, I I think I get why people are emotional about that because someone they had an attachment to has changed a lot. Um, you can play the old game; he's still there. Unless that they're gonna change. That is true. <laughs> yeah. He does look a lot younger. I will. I will say. Yeah, he does uh, look young. In in the in the concept of everything, you know, we take a look at the the two characters here. Uh, do you know how old Peter Parker is in uh, Mar uh, Marvel Spider Man for PS4? No. He looks mid to late twenties to me. Uh, like twenty seven. Evan, any I'm idea? Gonna say twenty eight. He's, He's twenty three. Spider Man. Wait, say it again. He's 23. Okay. He, looked no. he looked too old. Yeah, he looked old. Yeah. for Because so, I, I, I always thought he had been Spider-Man for like 10 years. In the yeah. Game. I, personally, I mean, I the no. thing is, is almost. 
I mean, he would probably have been about 15. So he's yeah. been Spider-Man for a while. Okay, yeah, I guess so if he'd been in, in high school. Yeah. There's a change.org yeah. petition. Oh, oh no. Yeah, those, those don't work, John. It's not real. Bubniak. I'm so sorry. Bubniak. Butchering his name. Bubniak. But Bubniak, I think. But it, it is like he did also tweet spider emoji, heart emoji forever, and then say, you will all forever be in my heart. I mean, this guy is like, from from my impression. He's bombed. Upset. Yes. Oh, and yeah. I can and the, imagine that feeling really brutal. And the new guy posted, you know, a thing on Instagram like, hey, this is awesome. I get to be in Spider-Man. Like, totally excited, as you would expect. And people are just ripping him apart. Uh, That's so hurtful. Which, so it sucks for him, too. Like, he gets this great job. And Yeah, know. I guess that's still the part that I'm the most confused about, why you wouldn't just re- cast the same voice actor and do it again. I guess because of the age they want him to be younger or whatever. But you already have this game and this legacy here, right? Like uh you, you already you've already that shoe has dropped. I don't know. And I feel it, like it, if you you should have thought of that when you casted them the first time then. Right. It does else. kind yeah. of feel like this game was like what the best selling, one of the best selling PS4 yes. games of all time. Why are you fixing something that isn't broken? You mm. know, part part of me wants to blame I don't know, blame I PlayStation that. 5 apparently. There you go. <laughs> This stuff can be complicated. Um, yeah, there's sure. a lot. There's I a lot to go into. I for it. everyone. I think. I'm like, I understand all perspectives. I don't mind yeah. personally. I just recasting. Want recasting happens. By the way, it happens a lot. Uh, in most times, people aren't privy to that information. Uh, it's just you know, it's like it happens very quietly and subtly, and it just boop, and then it changes, and then you just don't know. And there's a lot of that that happens before you even get a game or a show or anything. There might be, you know, uh, a voice actor or, or an actor or anything that gets put into a place and then they'll shoot an episode or two or they'll they'll record a couple things and they'll be realized mm -hmm. scheduling conflicts or, you know, it's not working out and they'll, they'll recast and it happens hey, constantly. One time I did VO for this show and then I found out when it aired that I was replaced by Jennifer Hale. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was Foster. like, how dare you replace um, my VO with Jennifer Hale. Hers was much better. But I still didn't know until it came out. And then I was like, probably the right call. I, I do think this is one of those stories that uh, the general public is not going to be aware of at all. And if they play the new one and they're like, huh, Peter Parker looks different. He looks more like Tom yep, Holland. It'll be and a, then it's a they will move on. They will move yeah. on with their lives. Yeah. My thing is like, I'm always curious of all the people who say, well, I'm not buying it then. How many of those people are telling the truth? Yeah, yeah. I used to buy it. I, I don't know. The thing is, is like, guess what? Yeah. I loved Peter Parker in the PlayStation Four version. I, I, I thought the, 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 the person who did the, the modeling for him, who, who was the original Peter Parker, did a fantastic job. Looked great, fantastic. Really dug it. Probably one of my favorite games. Uh, I like the new person too. I'm gonna play that one too. I really loved the Spider-Man games, and they were very fun. I'm in because it's a fun game and. It, right. They worked right. really hard on it and everybody it's like props to the guy. He did a great job. He got recast. It's totally fine too. I have both versions now. Now I have the original True. and I have this new version. There you go. I have nice both. You got the best of all worlds. Yeah. Let's hope right. it's really, really good then. I just yeah. <laughs> there's, there's it's it very good, me like. <laughs> Spider-Man is uh, I think has a particular legacy. There's still people out there who are pissed every time that Toby Maguire isn't a Spider-Man. So right. that's right. Yeah. People were mad so, about the suit um, not being in there. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah. then they put it in later. And then they put yeah. it in. Yay. That easy. Um, all right. Let's move on to, uh, we're kind of coming to the end. Let's do questions. Um, uh, this comes from, let's see, who should I, uh, oh, we have a smash brothers question. Sam, Sammy Jen, if you could add any character from any game to smash brothers, who would it be? We kind of, we, we already went over that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Again, to be, to be from the automata, just yep. give, give. Mine's Matarasu. All right. Um, Mystic8368 asks, with Microsoft going so hard about power and backwards compatibility, do you think Sony needs a better message than just exclusives? Good question. I think question. they just need a message, like anything. I think, Alana, <laughs> you hit on it really good that, that Xbox, or Brian, maybe it was you also who said, just every week or every month, there's some kind of narrative spin to what Xbox is doing with the release of the Xbox Series X. And it's just, we've mostly, for the... The, almost the entirety of the year have gotten, for the most part, until these last couple of months, complete silen silence from the Sony camp, right? We didn't yeah, know what they I've were had doing. Uh, yeah. people criticize Inside Gaming for covering Xbox more than PlayStation, uh, but fact is there's been more Xbox news. It's more news. Uh, I've had that yep. on my channel too. People be yep. like, yep. all you do yep. is talk about Xbox, and I'd be like, look, I talk about PlayStation at least once a week, but there isn't as much PlayStation news, yeah. um, unless I'm going to cover the pre-order stuff or the 
the Spider-Man stuff, which is negative. Uh, there just isn't as much stuff. Um, yeah. It's, it's been weird to watch the different cycles for sure. And even from the blog post perspective, right? Like we were getting, I feel like we've gotten a Phil Spencer blog post one or two a month now for the last four or five months. They're really, like. they're really riding that news cycle as hard as they yeah. possibly can to just like lean everything, like search algorithms, everything into the Xbox's favor because it's like, what's next generation game stuff? And then you know, it's like finding Xbox more than PlayStation means that, you know, a parent who is uninformed will be just like, there you go. That's the one. And I'll buy with that. I will no, buy that. It, is, it has been a masterful <laughs> job of just dribbling out information slowly, but all of it is is newsy enough to warrant a, at least a one-day story. And yeah. yeah, Alana, you're exactly right. There's just been more Xbox news. That's, I mean, that's I would watch good. five more Road to PS5s by Mark Cerny. Like, I love that stuff. Like, they just, <laughs> oh, yeah. They're not putting anything out there. In that It's not targeted, and it's not deliberate in the way that, like, it, it obviously, they're launching the PS5. They've got a strategy. They've probably got a marketing strategy. There's been, like, a there was a commercial. I don't remember. I think it may be of... It was a while back, but it didn't even air on like the U.S. version of the PlayStation YouTube. I think when we pulled it for the daily, it came from a different source, even mm. uh, like a like a some pretty cool trailers and things that that promo the PS5 and the Dual Sense and like the 3D audio and things like that. I think there's a bunch now that are like for the U.S. space um, too. But it's just like, yeah, I just want to see anything. I want to see you know messaging. I want to see stuff. You know, obviously Jim Ryan has like a whole. Uh, platform to run or whatever but but put somebody in that spot where they can be the kind of face of it and say you know what's going on or, or maybe it's like small bits from like insomniac what's going on with ratchet you know uh, yeah. nintendo even used to be really good at this if when they would announce a new smash game they would like Direct, do like a six month lead up yeah. of like here there's just items in smash that we're going to release one week at a time and people will come in yep. quick but I think the answer yeah. to this question is ultimately, if the question is Microsoft going so hard about power and backwards compatibility, do you think Sony needs a better message than just exclusives? My answer is actually no. Yes. Uh, yeah. I don't actually think Sony needs to do anything other than what they're doing because their install base is so large and very happy with them. And yes. they do yeah. have the better launch uh, lineups. And, you know, I've had this discussion with people about backwards compatibility. Um, and I did also speak to a dev about this where the statistics show that backwards compatibility is a feature that people think they like, but rarely actually use. Yeah. So yeah. In, on paper, you like it, uh, and you're like, this is a cool thing. I'm glad I have access to this because it gives you a perception of value, but people actually don't really engage with it. It's a very small number. So the truth is, no, Sony doesn't need to do anything. They're doing just fine. PlayStation yep. 5 sold out. <clears throat> they clearly don't need to do shit. It would just be cool for us. Like for the people who yes. pay yeah. a lot of attention, That's who are getting right. both anyway. Like we'd <laughs> like more information. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, and I mean, you know, again, when I'm getting both anyway, I'd like to know that there's like a broader a uh, value prospect than than just these very cool exclusives that I am admittedly very excited about. Um, mm -hmm. But it, it like it, it'd be nice. It's not necessary. They yeah. have to do shit. Um, let's ask. This is a, a bit of an older question. This came last week from EJ Asurian. Thoughts on Nintendo's fall lineup? I would have thoughts if they had a fall lineup. Yeah, I don't. Is, I don't know. That's been thoughts a, on on Nintendo's fall lineup. Yeah, you were supposed to be playing the the trilogy, the remasters. Uh, what is right? Time. I think they I were mean, hoping that uh, would last them for the rest of the year. I mean, uh, there's the the new Legend of Zelda game that's coming out, which is the prequel to uh, Breath of the Wild, which is uh, Age of Calamity. That's coming out. Um, not this fall though. No, no, it's, that's next no, year. it's not. That's yeah. next year. I thought it was yeah. coming out sooner than that. I don't I think don't so. Know. Oh. Da -da 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 -da. I'm looking. Oh, wait, no. The Hyrule, the Hyrule yeah, Warriors. Warriors. Yeah, Hyrule Warriors. Yeah, Hyrule Warriors. Warriors. Yeah, I was thinking yes. of the Breath of the Wild sequel. That's no, this is the, the this, right. no, this is the prequel. This is the prequel to to everything. It's coming out this year. I mean, game looks great. They do have stuff coming out. You know, it's just, you know, they're slowly talking about it. And they I have. think it's because Grim of... Legends 2, Song of the Swan. Let's sing Queen, Birthday at Midnight. Logic Puzzle. <laughs> like, it's... There's a lot of shovelware I, if you look at bravely, the Bravely Default 2, maybe? That might yeah. be their biggest um, uh, release. I recognize. I mean, and, and <laughs> allegedly, they're planning uh, to launch a bunch of games next year alongside or right around the Switch Pro or whatever the new beefier Switch is. The Switch so maybe. Beefy. 
Yeah, the beefy boy, <laughs> the chonky switch. But maybe so maybe <laughs> the chonky they're switch. Chunk, maybe they're yeah. holding back on that. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it is the cupboard is very bare, and, and honestly, has been bare for most of 2020. They've had obviously I mean, animal. They crossing. do also They've have some a, big ones, but they do have a Pokemon Sword and Shields uh, expansion? Uh, expan- expansion that's coming out. Hyrule Warriors, uh, Age of Calamity, that's coming out. Um, Just Dance 2021. I, you you say that Just Dance sells. It does sell it does. really well, well. and I guarantee you they sell on Switch. I mean, like hotcakes. Kingdom Hearts, uh, Melody of Memory. Yeah, as far as exclusives though, there's also Super Don't Mario 3D World plus uh, Bowser's Fury that's coming that's out. That's March though of next year, yeah. and also uh, that's that's like in addition to still like, that's that's Mario end of let's uh, well, end yeah of fiscal, end of the fiscal yeah. year. Yeah, I, I'm always thinking fiscal year these days anymore. I, I do think I will <laughs> the industry's say ruined me. The the way they have like spaced out all the the DLC fighters for Smash has been very smart because every yeah. day. Every time they do it, they get a whole day of news coverage. Uh, so that's been a kind yep. of, and I'm sure people immediately go back and dust off Smash and start playing again. Some people never stop, Brian. Some people. True. We don't have yeah. a release date for Pokemon <laughs> Snap, do we? I think that's probably going to be next no. year. No, uh, it's. Nope. Who knows, honestly? You know, they they talked about it earlier this year. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised if they delayed it, uh, and they were trying to get it out this year. But you yeah, know. I mean, we don't even have a release date yet, so. They're supposed they to delay it would make a difference to me. There's supposed to yep. be one more big Nintendo Direct, from what I understand. Just it's true. In terms of the rumor mills, there's supposed to be one more big one unannounced or yeah, some unannounced. For this thing. year? Yeah, and maybe that's just them showing off the new the sequel to Breath of the Wild. I don't and, know. And we should is. also note Nintendo is famous for not really announcing games too far out. So when they announce them, they're, they're, they're usually it's a month or two away. It's what makes me think away. that Pokemon Snap might be might Maybe. be something they're gonna they're gonna be just like, hey, guess what? It's coming out. Yeah, uh, November game of or the year. December, yeah. and people are gonna game. Yeah, game I of the year. I would love that. They, they've also more like noticeably been hit by COVID than the other big three, than like Microsoft or Sony, I would say. But like their presentation that they were planning, their their Nintendo Direct that they were planning for like June got pushed all the way till August or something. Like yeah. Mm. So I don't know. I, I think there's there's probably I think it's probably just that that's public. Like I know Sony delayed yeah. one of their original conferences that they had planned because they were having trouble. Yes. Agreeing to do it all remotely and not have this massive like cohesive professional setup. Right. Uh, we just maybe know in terms of Nintendo, but yeah, I mean that's a weird question because the fall lineup that they have is like. <laughs> it's not. There's not a lot uh, there. There. Yeah. One. I'm just gonna be playing, playing Hades Crossing? on Switch for like two more months. It's fine. Yeah, I started playing Hades again on Switch. It's, so it's great. Oh, the game is so good. Oh, it it's is good. good. I, I played a little Mario 35 uh, this morning, and it was oh, yeah. it was fun. What did you think? It's, it's very similar to Tetris 99. You, you hmm. the 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 UI is almost the same. I mean, it's fun. You you play OG Mario, and you're on a time limit, and you if you kill enemies, <laughs> you get more time, and then if you enemies that you kill send ghost enemies to the other person's screen and you play till there's a winner. I mean, it's very, are you just going to get, do you just get crushed? I don't know how much you played, but you're just going to get crushed by people who have just been playing Mario maker two for like the last year. Probably. Just have all honestly. Yeah. Or those speed runners who can just like (laughs) dominate. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's fun. I mean, it's free, so it's, you know, why not? Um, let me do one more to end on. I don't think I asked this one last week. If I did, I'm sorry. Uh, Christian Uhlenberg asks, thoughts about Sony not giving players the option to upgrade their Spider-Man PS4 version to mm. the remastered PS5 version for free. Seems like a bad look to me. I don't know about you guys, but I've never heard of a game that warrants a remaster two years after release. That's I, I see what you're saying there. To me, though, it, it feels like... did The Last like, of Us do it? Yeah, ah, maybe, Last of Us yeah, did do it. Across yeah. GTA? I, I GTA feel like, also absolutely did do I, it. I feel like a if lot. you bought PS4 Spider-Man, you got your money's worth. Like that's that's honestly how it I would get be that nice this if is they a remastered bad it. Look, but but yeah. I also do recognize it's a remaster. They yeah. that's the way that that has always been. Like I would right. certainly prefer that that wasn't the case and that you got a free sure. upgrade yep. and other other people are doing that um, with like forwards compatibility. Well, the, but I mean, they hired a whole is. new voice actor and changed an entire no, character uh, model. It not it wasn't a new voice actor. Just mm. it's a face. Just just a new face. Oh, it's just, just the face. With the original the face. Voice yeah. actor. Oh, okay. I'm a lot. So it's, less yeah, it's the same voice actor. Yeah. Gosh. Different mask basically, because it wasn't even the old actor's performance. It was just literally his 
the way he looked. Anyway, um, yeah, this one <laughs> I get. I get the complaints, especially when it's so soon. It seems like Obama. They've done a bad job with the messaging, I think. But I also, this is the way remasters have virtually always been. Yes. Do I think it's yes. worth it? Probably not. Probably doesn't cost them that much. Probably isn't worth it. Um, but I don't know why this one is being singled out as being different. Yeah, yeah I, that's a good question. I, I think with remasters, if you don't want to play the game again, just don't buy the remaster. I mean, yeah. I you, if you really love it, then I think people who are big fans aren't going to have a problem with just buying an old new game for a new console. But yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if it feels, I don't know if it feels gross or whatever. I just like games too much that I just sometimes just don't, like I'll just look past it, like just have blinders because I'm like, ah, oh, I want that. There's, there's also it. the case of, there's also the case of, you know, I didn't have a PS4 but I'm really interested in a PS5, yeah, so I'm gonna right. get a PS5, but I wanna play this, and it's just like, well, you know, you can play PS4 games, or for arguably about the same price, maybe a little bit more, you can get the PS5 version, and it has all this extra bells and whistles and all the DLC and all this other stuff. It's like, yeah, okay, I'll get that, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Um, all right, that is all we've got for this week. Uh, hope you have a great weekend, and we will see you next week. Bye. 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 See you.